There is a lot of talk out there today about this concept of buying the dip. And I think there's also a lot of confusion that goes along with that talk. With the equity markets having dropped and you know, year to date, pretty much every index uh, has dropped. A lot of people are asking, should they be putting more money into the markets right now? Should they be buying uh, the dip as it's become uh, a popular thing to say? First of all, let's look at, is there in fact an opportunity out there today? When we look at the major indices year to date, clearly we have seen a correction. We've got the NASDAQ down 24%, S&P 500 down over 15%, the Dow Jones Industrial Blue Chips down about 11%, and even here in Canada where we've been buoyed by the energy sector, we still see a negative territory year to date. A question you're hearing a lot these days is, is the drop over? So is this dip over? The answer, of course, the only honest answer is that we don't know. And I would argue that nobody knows, in fact, if this is the case. If we look at history as a guide, so let's just look a uh, quick review. Here's what we've done year to date in the major markets. If we look back to 2020 to the COVID crisis, we'll see the correction was uh, substantially more significant than it is today, a very, very sharp drop. Going back a little further in history to the credit crisis back in 2008, 2009, we saw the major indices all drop in the range of 50%. So um, significantly, again, more than what we've so seen so far. If we go back to 2000, 2002 to the tech wreck, we'll see the NASDAQ dropping almost 80% in value. In fact, I believe at one point it did hit an 80% drop and all of the major indices hit significant drops. And of note in this particular time period, this was about a two year stretch where the markets seemingly were on a relentless decline. The bottom line at the end of the day, when you distill all of this information and you look at history as a guide, um, the answer is lots can really still happen. And what we've seen so far in 2022, uh, maybe this dip we've all been talking about, or in fact, it could just be the start of something much worse and much longer. When we look at where we are today, let's not uh, forget about where we were just before COVID. And if we look back to the beginning of 2020, we can see that in fact, even with the most recent drops, if we go all the way back, the major indices here in North America are still above where they were back in 2020. So we saw that significant decline, the crash of 2020. We saw a very, very strong recovery. We've seen this correction or this dip, let's call it. But even with this, we're still above levels where we were back then. If we look at it from a price to earnings ratio, we'll see that at 31.68 for the Schiller PE, we're still significantly above the longer term price to earnings average, again, of the S&P 500. So a question I would ask is, um, is the economy, are we more economically sound today in uh, May of 2022 than we were in January of 2020? I think there's a lot of evidence to suggest that we're not. Now, does that mean that we're going to see a bigger drop? No, but this, uh, this uh, desire or this desperation almost that I'm hearing in the markets to feel like everything is over um, is, is sort of permeating the whole markets. Now, of course, uh, we want it to be over. I mean, most investors are saying it would be nice if we've turned the corner from this point over, we're going to see some gains. And if we do, in fact, uh, buy into the markets, we're going to be rewarded for that. What I haven't seen yet in this correction, and that's what it is now, um, I haven't seen the panic selling. I mean, we've seen some big days in the markets and just recently the Dow was down over a thousand points in one day. Um, we've seen that, but I don't think when we look back to the previous market corrections or the previous market crashes that we've actually seen the level of panic uh, uh, selling that would indicate that we have in fact reached that bottom. If you ask what the pundits are saying, well, um, half the people 
big chunk are saying that the worst may be over. So this is a good time to sort of back up the truck and take advantage of the uh, the values that we're seeing out there today. Load things up and going to be uphill from here. There are also a, uh, a contingent that are saying essentially we're just getting started and probably uh, when you look at the economic numbers, when you look at the things like the price to earnings ratio, um, is there more downside? I, I would say that there probably is, but I'm not in the camp that says we're just getting started and we're going to have like a, uh, you know, a, a tech crash, sorry, yeah, a tech crash or, or a um, credit crisis crash like we saw all those years ago. There truly can be arguments made on both ends of the spectrum. You can find you know, whatever answer you're searching for, you'll be able to find it. This is an occasion. This is, these are circumstances where um, I always go back to this. We have to accept our own limitations. I wish we had that proverbial crystal ball, but we don't. There's no point in wanting something to uh, be different. There's no, want in there's no point in deluding ourselves uh, to the point where we just feel like it has to be over and things are going to go up from here. We have to accept that we don't know the answer to that question. And that brings us down sort of to uh, how do you manage the portfolio? And right where we started this video, should you be buying this dip? The first and most obvious thing that comes to my mind is it's not a universal answer. There isn't a one solution for all because every uh, investor is a little bit different. It depends on your strategies as an investor. Um, one thing I will say, regardless of what your strategy is, is you should have been prepared for what we're going through right now. If this comes as a shock to you, if a you know 24% drop in the in the S&P or in the Nasdaq comes as a shock, um, you weren't prepared. If a relatively normal uh, correction that comes along all the time in the S&P 500, in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, in the TSX. Um, if you weren't prepared for this, go back to the drawing board, learn what investing is all about, um, and, you know, and sort of maybe rejig and start from there. To get a little deeper into who should, or to, I guess to answer the question, should you be buying the dip? Well, I'm gonna look at a few different scenarios. And as I mentioned, there isn't a one size fits all. So maybe sort of see where you are as an investor. Know yourself as an investor is one of the things I've always espoused to. And uh, we're going through times like this, or we go through times like this on a regular basis. As we go through these, um, hopefully you learn um, that you know when we hit this turbulence, depending on what you own, of course, it's not the, you know, the end of the world. Um, are you a confident investor? If you believe in what you're doing, if you un understand the path that you're on and are committed to that path and it's a sound path, then you can go into times like this with confidence and not, you know, not worry, I, I suppose you would say. If you do find yourself though second guessing, and there's a lot of people right now I know who are second guessing, um, should I invest money I have right now? Should I buy in the dip? even to the point, should I sell the investments I own and either just sit in cash or replace them with something else? Uh, truly capitalize on what we're seeing right here in May of 2022 and use this as a learning experience because surely over the term, long term, these type of things will come up again and you want to be able to, um, to well, capitalize from these times because they'll always are providing us with a chance to learn. If you are an investor who's investing on a monthly basis and there are a ton of people it's a very common strategy to have like a pre-authorized contribution so every month whether the markets are up or down etc you're going to be putting money into the market uh, i would argue that probably all else being equal you should just continue with that plan uh, a regular committed dedicated uh, investment strategy allows for market corrections. It anticipates market corrections. And yes, it's easy to say, well, when the markets are down, if you're buying an ETF, for example, or if you're buying a mutual fund or individual securities, 
you're getting more of those units or more of those shares at a better price. That strategy is sound. It's just easier to sort of say than it is to do. But I would say if you've decided you're going to contribute on a regular basis already, you probably uh, have done that for a reason. It's because you have faith in the markets. So in most cases there, I would say just carry on with what you're doing. If you have a, a short-term investment or a short-term need for your money, well, I would argue in most circumstances, you probably shouldn't have your money invested in any event. But if you have a chunk of money that you're going to need to have in months or a year or two in a very short-term time period, common wisdom would say that you shouldn't be investing now. I get it. There's a lot of opportunity that may have been created in the markets right now. And so if you're saving for a down payment or saving for uh, saving for a, some uh, uh, lump sum expense, it's kind of attractive. It's it's um, enticing to say, well, gee, with the markets having dropped, I can buy this dip and, and get a, a higher rate of return than I would otherwise be able to do. But understand that commensurate with that opportunity is risk. So uh, be very mindful if your strategy or if the chunk of money you're dealing with here is done on a short-term basis. Now, on a long-term basis, long subjective, but I would say if you have a time horizon of three, four, five years or longer, then you should be okay. Even sort of the, the worst market crashes over time, there always has been a recovery. And I'm just going to go back to the proviso here that I'm assuming you're buying good quality investments. Every cleansing like this sees companies that go away and never come back. It doesn't matter what it is. That's kind of the way the markets work. It's like anything else. When something's popular, when something's doing well, um, everybody gets into the market. A lot of players are there. There's good quality and there's bad quality. And in times like this, the, the poor quality um, either disappears altogether or you know maybe get um, you know swallowed up by one of the larger, more, more well-capitalized companies. Either way, at, th at this point, if you're a long-term investor, I would argue you should be invested in quality companies, and I would think you're probably going to be okay uh, in those circumstances. Understand that there may be more pain to come. We've seen some pain recently, more more so in the in the higher flyers in the tech sector, um, but uh, definitely, as we've seen from some of the previous charts from history, by no means can we say at this point that the worst is over. Um, if you're buying quality companies, yes, even if the if uh, the market continues to drop, you're going to be okay. If we look back over history and use you know this as a guide, we'll see in all cases when the markets have dropped, the markets have uh, recovered. And when I say markets, obviously there's a broad um, a range of investments there. But if you have an ETF, pretty much of any nature, even if it's the Nasdaq and you've really been hurt, um, you're going to see some recovery there. Now, if you are an aggressive investor. If you are up the risk scale and you're willing to do that, probably um, if you've been through this before, you've certainly learned some harsh lessons and you'll have a better idea. More likely though, if you're watching this and you, you are a very aggressive risk-oriented investor, this may very well be the first time you've really seen this type of pain. Do you buy now? I'm really going to say this is a toss-up. There is tremendous potential out there in some of these companies that are uh, more growth oriented, have been hurt badly or maybe too badly, uh, potential, no question about it. But with that comes a lot of risk. So if we continue to see the decline, if we think back to the 2000, where we saw that uh, uh, tech-focused uh, NASDAQ drop in the 80% range, well, you know, we're only at 24, 25 right now. So that would suggest a lot of downside left there. And keep one thing in mind. Think of the way that math works. If you have an investment that loses 50% in value, which we're not even there yet. It takes a hundred percent gain to uh, to get you know to get that money back, even just to break even. 
Now, if we have an 80% drop, and there are companies out there today that um, have dropped in the value uh, in the range of 80%, it takes about a 500% or it takes a 500% gain to just get back to where you were. Even the high flyers, even if we think of the companies uh, that benefited from COVID, many companies were up 200, 300, 400% during that uh, that short time period, but very uh, fewer, very far fewer, very many fewer were back uh, in the 500% range. So um, I guess what I'm saying is if you're an aggressive investor, uh, because I don't typically invest in that aggressive of a manner, uh, I don't have the personal experience of having gone through that, but the numbers um, are clear. Great potential uh, gains, great potential losses. Just understand uh, what you're getting into there. Times like this really are a true test of uh, who you are as an investor, what level of risk you're willing to accept. Uh, it, it is a personal relationship that you have. It's a personal experience um, as an investor. And hopefully um, you will be able to take these lessons, make good solid decisions, reflect on who you are and go from there. Personally, uh, I am selectively buying right now. There are opportunities now where the um, dividends on some higher yielding companies are even higher. I'm confident that these companies will be around and will be able to sustain the dividend. Then, uh, yeah, I'm taking the opportunity to lock in some of those higher dividends at the cost that are available out there today. Um, even companies that I don't look at it from a dividend perspective, if I'm buying a company today that you know has another 10, 20, 30% downside, I really don't care. Uh, yeah, ideally I'd be able to pick it at the bottom, but you just can't, you don't know. Taking chunks out of these great solid companies, I am confident that three, four, five years, and certainly 10 or 20 years from today, they are going to be worth significantly more than they are today. And if they are dividend payers, I'm gonna be collecting that dividend stream along the way. That's just what I'm doing. That's my level of confidence. That's uh, my version of buying the dip. Am I going crazy? Absolutely not. Uh, but I am participating, absolutely. If you are interested in learning more about investing, I would ask you to check out the first um, link in the description below is for our Investing Academy. All topics invested and we're just as of today, actually adding, we just added a couple of new uh, courses to the library there. Please do check that out. I do thank you for watching the video and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.